2: Today we discuss chapters 13, 14, and 15. The chapter titles are, Getting Into the Right Business, The Impression of Increase, and The Advancing Man. This is, Awesome, Today. Awesome Today, is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today, would you?
3: Hi. Good day. It is. I don't know if you're convinced. I'm
4: I'm still in the process. I guess I don't do a great job of uh, pre-stage prep. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm, I'm still mentally transitioning downstairs from my office.
3: I, oh, okay. My
4: body's here. My mind is still uh, yes. on the stairs. It probably fell down the stairs. <laughs> I was going to
3: ask if it did have a fall down the yeah. stairs. Yes.
4: But I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm not doing poorly. No. I'm doing quite well.
3: Well, full disclosure. In the beginning of quarantine, I made mention of the fact that I cried every day. And that's a true fact. Mm-hmm. I haven't cried in a while. Cried today, though. Trying so hard to keep my brain engaged in the gratitude and the faith and the goodness that surrounds us, but I got a little overwhelmed. Here's the problem Mm -hmm. well, I have a lot of problems, but one, yeah, that's part of it. Not gonna lie about that. (laughs) The problem is, I my brain wants to launch out into the future and try to imagine what every day of schooling at home for the next semester is going to look like Mm -hmm. that's a poor way to use your time and it gets your brain all wound up in things that haven't happened yet Mm -hmm. i do much better if i can just rein it in stay focused on the here and now but today the the overwhelm got to me i had to redo my makeup yes sir what would you like
4: every day of school to look like
3: I would like to have concentrated... Don't
4: hold back on me. Okay. You usually do.
3: I'd like to have concentrated school time early in the morning. Okay. And then, and I don't know what the school days are going to look like, because I have no concept of what this work is going to be like, Mm -hmm. but it would make my sanity so much more of a thing than a not thing if there was time every day for me to be by myself.
4: Okay. Okay. So this is what you want? Yes. Okay. There's a book. I think it's called the science of getting what you want. The science of getting rich. Yep. You have a desire for this because it makes you would make you a better person.
3: Yes, it would make me such. It would just it would bring me up to being just like a decent person. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It would make me a much better person.
4: Then, do you kind of know the procedure to follow?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. And none of this is staged, by no. the way. This is quite normal, I think, for a lot of humans that here we are with a very viable answer
3: mm-hmm.
4: to handle this situation. Yes. And while we can understand it academically and yes. even, even kind of believe it, yes. it's still an effort to say to yourself, hold on just a damn minute. Right. And it force really yourself is. to think in the certain way to go through an ask with some gratitude and then to live as though
3: it is on
4: its way because it is.
3: Yes, that is so right. I told you even this morning that I was getting the chance to really understand what it means to exercise your willpower towards yourself. Mm -hmm. When I read that chapter, I sort of understood it in an academic way. And these words make sense together on a page kind of way. But, man, there is nothing like being in the trenches and realizing, like, okay, I have a choice here about how I'm thinking about this. I have a choice in how I'm exerting my will on my own self.
4: I can throw a grenade or lay here and piss myself. Yes. That's what happens in the trenches.
3: Oh, okay.
4: Trenches are military.
3: Yes, they are. Yes. I have not been in the military. I have not been kidnapped by ninjas either. So I lack some life experience that you have. It's true. Um so anyway, I'm feeling better, much better.
4: Thank Here's you for that me. Here's the reminder. great thing mm. about pissing yourself in the trench. hmm
3: mm-hmm.
4: And I don't really like that word, but it's a
3: phrase. Pissing.
4: Yeah. Okay. It's crass. I don't it care is very it. crass. If I'm gonna curse, I'm gonna curse. Yeah. Um, but once you've done that to yourself, your bladder only has so much in it. Yes. And if you weren't already cold, you will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be enough to inspire you to still get up and throw a grenade yes. at it and get back after That's right. That's exactly right. So it's not over.
3: Mm-mm.
4: You know what it is, though? Well, I just thought of like 15 things. It's
3: Thursday, August 27th. Oh,
4: I had no idea that's what it was. <laughs> I had no clue. Uh, I would not have guessed the date. It is. Here's here's a an issue okay. for part of my date problem. Sure. Not that I was good anyway, but yeah. I have... I have contributing factors towards it. So when I get up and do my daily mathematics for my job, there are some things I have to do before market open every day. It involves knowing the day. Yes. It involves for 30 some odd different uh, specific markets, knowing what time they open Mm. as it converts to our time zone. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. It involves knowing what is three business days away from today on okay. the calendar date. Yeah. And so after an hour of that, yeah, I, my mind is just number soup.
3: I don't, I don't blame you in bed. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. Well, I have a little bit less, I mean, actually thinking about it that way, a lot less date mumbo jumbo happening in my brain so i'm confident in saying it is thursday august 27 perfect
4: there's something special about today there
3: is something special about today it is the feast day one of my favorite saints saint monica saint monica died in the year 387 that's
4: a long time ago so
3: if you like those antiquity trivia bits there mm-hmm. you go saint monica uh some might
4: even say ancient
3: yes right yeah Saint Monica, perhaps best known uh, as being the mother of Saint Augustine, yes, one of the great prolific theologians of the church.
4: Since adding our own young
3: guest Nicholas
4: Augustine, yes, have you talked with Saint Monica any oh, about man. what do we what do we do with this guy? Because yes. he feels a lot like yeah. Saint Augustine's early life sounded. Yes.
3: St. Augustine was a wild child Mm -hmm. and wanted to live his life. Oh, not
4: just wanted to.
3: Did. Party boy.
4: With both hands.
3: (laughs) And other (laughs) extremities as well. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Until God got a hold of him and brought him into conversion and, again, became one of the most prolific, one of the most probably important, would you say, early theologians in establishing this is what we believe and This is the practice of our This is for
4: all of Christianity. Yes. Because keep in mind... None of Protestantism of was anything besides Catholic until the 1500s. Yes, yes, you had uh, way, way, way early in uh, Saint Athanasius, mm-hmm. and then what? Uh, Saint Augustine was what? Four hundreds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He came along and really he he grabbed a hold of what Saint Athanasius had left behind, which had really rooted the church, um, and he he brought that into greater fullness and pushed forward with it. And then it wasn't again until uh, St. Thomas Aquinas came along.
3: In the what, 1400s?
4: I believe that's right. Late 1400s, I believe, is when he passed away. Okay. Um, And so it was really these three. I've heard uh, jokingly people refer to these three as the triple A of theology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These three guys really... Really brought an understanding and a richness and each in their own time answered a lot of questions, a lot of pushback uh, that would have come from people who were either confused on accident or on purpose, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying.
3: I do. So St. Monica um, toiled in prayer for years for both Augustine and her husband. She had a sort of troubled marriage to a difficult man. And so in the church, she is known as the patron of uh, wives, of mothers, and some other things too, I'm sure. A very, very prolific prayer intercessor. If you have troubles in the family life realm, get to know St. Monica. She's awesome. And then we won't be with you on Friday, because on Fridays we don't have new Awesome Today, but Friday is the feast day for St. Augustine. Awesome. So, there we are.
4: I would add for anyone not Catholic that is either intrigued and or mildly bothered by the idea of all of this, Yeah. that uh, praying to a saint is the equivalency of if you were to ask a dear friend to intercede. Yes. and pray for you. It's the same thing. And if you don't want to, if it feels too weird to talk it out with them and have a conversation, there's nothing wrong with just saying, "Saint Monica, pray for me."
3: Saint Monica, pray for us. Yeah, for sure. Yes, she is a good friend to make. And if you just want to read about her life, a very fascinating woman. So right on. Yeah.
4: Well, have an awesome today, would you? <laughs> <laughs> ah. No, we have three more wonderful chapters of the yeah. science of getting rich with Wallace, Big D, Waddles. <laughs> Come on stage.
3: Wallace D. Waddles, this bit gets better as it goes along. These it last does. two chapters are very life-giving.
4: There'll be two more after this.
3: Yes. One of
4: them being a summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we will have one more episode committed to this good stuff, and then we will... Probably do a mild intro to the next book because we are doing both of the books that Jen Sincero,
3: uh-huh.
4: remember to name, yes. recommended in her book that Megan
3: previously read. That's right. That's right. So let's see. Chapter, where are we starting? 13. 13. Lucky number 13.
4: Getting into the right business.
3: Mm-hmm. So his sort of thesis for this chapter is you can get rich in any business. Yes. For if you have not the right talent, you can develop that talent. Mm-hmm. He kind of reiterates that point a couple of times, but he does make sure to say you will get rich most easily in point of effort if you do that for which you are best fitted, but you will get rich most satisfactorily if you do that, which you want to do. So it's sort of that age old tension.
4: It is and it isn't. Okay. Okay. I would. I have long argued, and will continue to, that the things that you do best typically are the things you enjoy. And if for no other reason, because you're pretty damn good at them.
3: Yes. And we like
4: to be good at things.
3: That's right. That's right. Yeah. You
4: love to podcast. You're very good at it. I do
3: love it. It makes me so happy. It took me a long time. Of course, this medium didn't always exist, but it took me a long time to sort of find my way Mm -hmm. into... This realm. Before this, I did a lot more writing than I do now, and I do have a sort of natural pro- proclivity towards writing. You, you and have damn deep English degree. Yeah, you, so. you have words to
4: say. You have a message to bring. You yeah. enjoy bringing it. It is a message that is very receivable. Yeah. It is a message that, quite honestly, marries quite nicely with this material. Yeah. It is a positive, uplifting, helpful. Yeah.
3: Thank you.
4: You're good at it. You like it. It's the same thing. Yeah. I'll make some damn money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Working ah. on it. Working on it. Um, let's talk about I feel like you have some I have some overviews, but this chapter is not hard to understand. He yeah. is really speaks plainly about the fact that, you know, what you just said, like, if you're good at something, follow that path. I think he really pro um proactively expect people to be like, well, I ended up, I mean, again, this was the turn of the century. So we can only imagine the sorts of jobs, uh, that people who were reading this book might've been involved in. But basically people kind of grumbly like, well, I hate this job and I hate mm-hmm. work and I don't, you know, just kind of putting up that defense already that they're in the wrong business to get rich. So why don't you unpack a little bit more about what he kind of, how he turns the course on that type of thing. Okay. Well, keep in
4: mind from, mm-hmm was either the last one or two chapters, I believe,
3: mm-hmm.
4: the statement that you begin all of this where you are at. Yes. What you, with the job you're in mm-hmm. and the geography that you are in, this is where you begin to think and act yes. in a certain way mm-hmm. with the, the goal of being bigger than the place that you're in. Right. Yes. And opportunity will arise from there. Um he points out you summed up my first several statements here with with what you'd said he goes on to say doing what you want to do is life mm-hmm. and it is certain that the desire to do something is proof that you have within you the power which can do it
3: yes i've loved this part mm-hmm. So basically, and you may even have where he says this specifically, but basically he says, if you have the desire to do it, that means there is something created in you yeah. that paves the way for the fact that you can do it. Now, you may not have the developed skill of it yet, right? but if you have the desire, there is raw material there, basically, that mm-hmm. you can work with and develop.
4: Again, desire is an un- unrecognized potential. It's right. there. It's waiting to express.
3: Yes. I found this so interesting. It made me start thinking about all of the things I have a desire to do, but I've never followed up on. I've always wanted to be able to sing. I've always wanted to be able to play the guitar. There's this musical thing in me that I've always wanted to be able to develop and express. I've never made time for it.
4: You want to do a little ditty for the intro outro?
3: Hell no, I do not. Okay. (laughs) Like I said, I haven't developed it. But my involvement in musical things being in show choir when I was in high school and choir in church and watching our daughter, who's an excellent musician, all of that, it, it sort of circles really close to what my desire is. However, I never really put any true effort into developing that. Um, but it just it, it makes you think about what are the desires that I actually have mm-hmm. that I've never really thought You know, I I bet I could make a go of this because it seems hard or it seems intimidating or whatever.
4: I think that's a very key concept underlying to all of this that maybe isn't that blatantly stated Mm -hmm. is that you need to self-examine to see what you want. He does mention early in, you can't just say, I want money or I want to travel and see things because everybody wants that. Right. You need to get specific and know Mm -hmm. details and all of that about what you actually want. Yes. He says here, you are not obliged to do what you do not like to do and should not do it except as a means to bring you to the doing of the thing you want to do. Uh You can make the doing of, of that thing pleasant by knowing that it is making it possible to come to the doing of what you want to do. Right. So again, beginning where you're at, yes, or wherever you may get stuck in the end, or not stuck, but wherever you may find yourself in the interim of realizing the better thing, yes, um, and appreciating all the way through. So we've listened to some some tertiary material all the way through this. Not all of it good, but what's the old you know stop clocks right twice a day or whatever? Yeah, or that, some
3: people might say. Uh, chew the meat, spit the bones kind of thing. Like you can get something good out of it. Even if you have to end up discarding some bad stuff.
4: One, one person we'd listened to didn't end up really caring for most of what they did. Their style was a little funky. Um, but that, that lady had mentioned, um, I think it was her. Somebody we'd listened to anyway was stating you need to quit or you need to not think of this thing Yes. That you're imagining as the final and last thing, right? And I think in this particular instance, guy was talking about a house,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: and she his said dream his dream house, yes. But then really concerned that he didn't have all the details right, and unable to get out of this weird place with it. And she's like, "Look, uh, want an, want a different house the next year? Want something else? But that if that vision is is better." than where you're at right now, then accept it. And if it comes, take it. Jump on that opportunity. Take that thing. Right. And continue the process. The old lather, rinse, repeat. Right.
3: Totally. Totally. we
4: got to fly again. I love him. I kind of want to kiss him.
3: (laughs) That's why he's circling, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's finish talking through this, and then I'm going to ask you a personal question.
4: Okay, can I add one more statement to that first? Yes. Don't rush out and try to Mm -hmm. force change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But don't be afraid to make a sudden and radical change if the opportunity is presented. Right.
3: And I think he kind of encourages people to really stay connected through gratitude to God, to source, whatever you want to call it, so that when those opportunities come up, you really have to kind of check with your intuition and, and listen to what God might be telling you is this a jump to make or am I trying to rush things? You know, it's Mm -hmm. so interesting because as much as he talks about efficiency and he does, he also makes a very concerted effort to talk about, do not rush things. Do not be in a hurry. Do not get out ahead of the way.
4: Right. It's all about waiting, thinking right, acting right, and waiting for the opportunity. It will find
3: you. Yes. Yeah. Fair. That is fair.
4: Okay. What was your, devastatingly personal question.
3: Well, I wanted to ask you, totally put you on the spot about this. Okay. But as a person who left a career for which you had talent, Mm -hmm. ability, potential, you left a career for not the least of reasons, the main reason being family issues in the sense that it kept you away from your wife and children for most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But also money was probably uh, Uh, at least a part of the factor.
4: Not at that time.
3: Not at that time. Okay.
4: Do you want me to just give you my words of around this or do you have a a question? Well,
3: I guess my question is that was something that you were naturally geared toward. Mm -hmm. You're gifted as a coach, as a teacher, Mm -hmm. you transitioned into a career that I do see. and, And we've talked about this, that you are in a way coaching people with their money and you are naturally gifted with mathematics. That's a true fact. And you do that daily now. But I wondered if you could just, like, talk about that a little bit in the sense of having things that, like, when you left coaching, you didn't leave coaching for a long time because you were like, I don't know what else I would do. Right. I cannot even imagine. I've been coaching for 10 years. What would I even do if I wasn't coaching football? Okay.
4: So this is a fantastic story in retrospect as it relates to this material. Lovely it would have been to have had consumed and comprehended this at that time, it would have created a much more exciting and stress-free transition.
3: Do you think you could have remained stress-free in the pressure cooker that is college coaching?
4: Well, I wasn't remaining in
3: it. Oh, you mean in your transition out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Totally, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes.
4: So I, I was very good. Um, enjoyed it a lot. Worked very hard at it, developing the skill, which is another thing I don't know that he touches on this directly. I've heard others uh, talking about the same material that mention it. You know, really, really commit to your craft.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, But I was very good at it, and I enjoyed it. And without being able to enunciate it in this way at that time, what I did realize was that I was doing something for me. Okay. It wasn't for anyone else. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a thing that made me better for other people. It was a thing that just satisfied to want.
3: Interesting. Okay.
4: And to the degree that it required the neglect of you and of our two children at that time. Mm -hmm. And I did not know the only thing I had done. So I had worked several jobs Pre-college, and then in my first couple years of college, I held down random Mm -hmm. different jobs to make ends meet along the way. But from, what, the year before we got married on, all I had done was coach, and I did that for 11 years. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even remember all the things I'd forgotten about other businesses and other jobs and other ways to behave and act. But, man, I knew coaching Mm -hmm. really well. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I would be appealing to any job.
3: Right. Um,
4: and I can't say necessarily that I was putting a positive thought out there. I just knew I came home w- late one evening. We'd just finished up uh, a week of spring football. I'd gotten home around 10 o'clock. Everybody else was in bed asleep. I'm eating dinner in the dark. And, uh, man, everything just hit me suddenly. I wasn't contemplating it. I was just trying to eat so I could go to bed and it hit me what a what a loser of a father and husband i was and i was just started crying um and i knew i knew i was done with coaching and i didn't know why it scared me because i didn't know what in the world that meant yeah and i certainly didn't know what i was going to do and it was literally the next day the opportunity found us a guy called me Mm -hmm. and said he's a guy i had been in my hometown when i was a kid but i hadn't seen him in Two or three years, Mm -hmm. at least. Maybe longer. Probably probably longer.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, And I I guess he'd called my dad and got my number. I hadn't told my dad or anybody. I just had told Megan that day. Mm -hmm. He calls out of nowhere. It's like, hey, what would you think of being in the financial services industry? I did. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, okay. (laughs)
3: Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. And uh...
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom
4: Pretty wild, but that's exactly that's exactly how I envision opportunity arising when you are. I, I I wasn't thinking in a certain way. Right. I probably was acting in a certain way because mm-hmm. I've always had the work ethic to work. Yes. Very hard to take care of my clients, which were my players at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so even even having the recipe half right. The yeah. thinking, the thinking stuff was able to form a thing and send it.
3: Yes, that's really good. You'll make me cry. Don't cry. Get back those Don't days. cry.
4: It's a good, good time to not be there anymore.
3: Yes, it's true. But it just was
4: necessary. The
3: but true but seren- You know, it seemed just so serendipitous to us at the time. But knowing what we know now, it's very yes. And, and dogs are stories. Dogs are not entertained by our stories. But yeah, it just. It, I think that's a great example of how. Even if you're like, I don't think I'm in the right business, but what what would I even do? Mm -hmm. That sometimes even just putting it out there, like I got to get out of this business, but and understanding, as he said, sometimes you can't immediately, but you can have the vision of what it is you want to do. Hold that in mind as you do this work in this business that you know you're not going to stay in, but you can still show up as the best version of yourself thinking and acting in a certain way. An opportunity does find you.
4: Yeah. Now, this happened, this revelatory moment, this more or less job offer, that happened lightning fast. Mm -hmm. But then it took another four months to take care of things the right way at the current business I was in before I could exit. And then it took another, while I was technically employed, it took another three months of study, another two months of call it mentorship uh, for lack of a better term so it was still a transitional took time Yes, Um, I loved this that he says uh, and it kind of alludes to uh, probably I was speaking this way because I'd read this as you go on in a certain way opportunities will come to you in increasing number and you will need to be very steady in your faith and purpose and keep in close touch with with the all mind by reverent gratitude
3: yes Yes, yes, yes.
4: It's easy to get prideful. It's Mm -hmm. easy to drop a practice we've referenced before, the old idea of, man, that worked so well, I quit doing it. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Yeah,
4: It's easy to get there when things seem to be going smoothly. Right. And then uh, his closing, or what I grabbed, is a closing statement from this chapter. The exercise of gratitude will never fail to strengthen your faith and renew your purpose. And that is true, and sometimes... Gratitude is not the easy
3: choice. Uh, tell me about it. I have been, it has been a stretch for me today. Yeah. That's good. We need to stretch. And um,
4: sometimes it, it helps um, if your beginning statements of gratitude aren't forced to be around the thing that you're wrestling with.
3: Yeah, that's true.
4: Sometimes you can just go back to either some other thing that is gratitude worthy. Or some other thing that you are showing gratitude for because it's on its way.
3: Yeah, that's right. And
4: you can work your way into the current.
3: That's that's good. That's a good insight. Okay, chapter 14 is the impression of increase.
4: That is correct, okay. though there is no question mark on it. The
3: <laughs> impression of increase. Mm-hmm. Did I say that more confidently? Yes. Okay, some of my summary notes are not exactly like point by point to the chapter. So the next thing that I have is every human being has an innate desire for advancement. Is this for this chapter or the next
4: chapter? I would say it's for this.
3: Okay. An innate desire for advancement and to express himself or herself more fully. Thus we seek greater wealth and are attracted to those who can give us a more abundant life. You attract people when you are seeking advancement, both for yourself and others yes. he talks a lot in this chapter this chapter and the next one after this spoke to me so much because it explains in a very scientific way honestly how the chemistry of charisma and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for personality and, and those types of things how and why it exists and how mm-hmm. it works in interpersonal relationships Let's talk more about that.
4: Okay. Can I read a few statements? Please do. Okay. Increase is what all men and all women are seeking. It is the urge of the formless intelligence within them seeking fuller expression. Mm -hmm. Perpetual increase is a requirement for living. The old, if you're not growing, you're dying statement is truer than... We like to give credit to mm-hmm. the simplistic colloquialisms, but right. it's the true thing. Yes. Um, and he points to scripturally, even uh, Jesus in, through the parable of the talents,
3: yes.
4: pointing to this perspective that the prim- the premise of uh, only those who gain more will retain any, and from him mm-hmm. who hath not... Uh, shall be taken away even that which
3: he has. Let's talk about the parable of the talents. I'm a bad researcher. Mm -hmm. I had plenty of time and I didn't look it up. But if I'm recalling correctly, in the parable of the talents, Jesus tells about a wealthy landowner, a master of an estate, who Mm -hmm. is going away for a while. And he entrusts to three of his servants varying amounts and is like, you will take care of this Mm -hmm. Let's just say amount of money, right? That's what it
4: was. They were, their measure of money was a talent.
3: Okay. Uh, Yes.
4: But yes, each, each received a different measure of money according to their skill.
3: According to their skill. Mm -hmm. And so the first guy had, I think the biggest amount, right? Mm -hmm. And he invested it, worked with it, doubled it. Doubled it. And the master comes back and he's like, well done.
4: Yes. Well done, my good and faithful servant.
3: Yes. Second one not quite as talented in terms of like his giftings, but smaller amount. Smaller amount, doubled s- it, doubled it again. Mm-hmm. So, master, well done, my good and faithful servant. Then you get to your third servant who was given the smallest amount. He went out and buried it in the backyard,
4: mm-hmm. literally, buried it.
3: <laughs> the master comes back and he is not pleased with right. that servant. Right.
4: So, you minimally you could have at least taken it to the bank effectively and gotten interest on
3: it. Yeah. And
4: you did nothing.
3: Did nothing with it. And he like.
4: He cursed him.
3: Cursed him. hasn't beaten.
4: He took all the, all of it away. Yeah. And gave it to the one who had had the most and did the most with it.
3: Now, through the years, I've heard many spiritual applications of that parable. But what if it is literally meant to be literal? Like in terms of. Right. God expects us to take the actual money that he entrusts to us. And do something with it. Grow it. Expand it. Do. I mean, in the parable, we don't necessarily have it specified that the the servants were like, I'm going to grow this money and it's going to be for my betterment and the betterment of everyone on this estate. Um, It's not necessarily specific like that. But what if that is at least one part of what that parable was, what its purpose was?
4: I actually think that is. It's not a what if to me. Okay. Um, I'm familiar with this it's a concept uh, that I spent a decent amount of time on as I left corporate employment to begin an independent business mm-hmm. and it's a it's a perspective as I look to build trading programs and all of that to the degree that I look for what is what is the most tolerable way because it's not my money, I'm entrusted with clients' money, and I've mm-hmm. got to do things in a way that they can tolerate. Unfortunately, unlike this master, they won't go away for a time. <laughs> they want to look at their statements every month or every other day and let and the bed. Every other day, log yeah.
3: in and be like, what?
4: Now, that's not true of all of them. No, just But you, you always have to, much like a teacher in a classroom, you kind of have to prepare for the weakest
3: yes. member there. Yeah.
4: Um, but I, I do look regularly at what is the most tolerable way to double money quickly
3: Mm -hmm, mm
4: -hmm. because I was so impressed by this story. I I do believe that there is along with the, because it's a parable, the metaphorical context of things. I do believe that there's a deliberate meaning there as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I thought that was really interesting that he was like this guys, guess what? This is not a brand new idea. Jesus himself really introduced and emphasized it with the parable of the talents.
4: Yes. Which is told in, At least two of the Gospels. Okay. Uh, And mildly different, as would be the case with different authors. You and I would tell the same story mildly differently. Yes. If not wildly
3: differently. (laughs) That's the more likely of the two, (laughs) let's be honest.
4: Um, Blah, blah. In following the certain way, you are getting continuous increase for yourself and giving it to all with whom you deal.
3: Right. And again this consistent heartbeat of this book is that it is not, I get all of this from myself or my own good times and yayas, Right. It because is, you're
4: doing things creatively, not competitively.
3: Exactly. Exactly. It is with, it's a both and it is for both myself and for the expansion of my fullness, mind, body, soul, but also for the brotherhood of mankind. Right.
4: My fullness is for the benefit of all. Yes. Yes. Um, so keeping in mind now, the title of the chapter being the impression of increase. Yes. He starts moving from this into the idea that you need to operate and communicate without pride. You don't want to be a knucklehead about this, but you need to communicate that you are increasing yourself Mm -hmm. and those with whom you do business. Mm -hmm. Uh, While, while doing this, you never lose sight of your vision of what you want, of your faith, of your purpose, uh, of your gratitude and all of that, and you're not seeking power over others, uh, trying to impress everyone.
3: Yeah.
4: Creative, not competitive. Right. But that you do communicate that clearly even to people with whom you're not trying to do business. Right. You need to be known. This is the man of increase or the woman of increase, and anybody who happens to drink from the same waters will find themselves increasing. It's amazing.
3: Go down to the Sulphur Springs, get a big drink of that sulphur water. Yeah, you'll
4: increase. You'll increase your medical bills. Only
3: Okies know what I'm talking about. Probably maybe a few Texans, but yeah. Um, and he he makes it the point to say, really be confident, but you don't have to boast or brag about it. In fact, both people who are boastful are often insecure. Exactly. It's this inner fire, this inner sureness, and I think that it, it until you get into the practice of it, it takes work to like really intentionally get into that mindset to be filling your mind with the, um, the things that you know to be true from this book and, you know, other writers, whatever, but to move into that headspace before you begin uh, your next business dealing, or even if you're going to a dinner party, if those ever get to happen again, that you are not really like psyching yourself up, but you're just, you're lighting that inner fire within that is going to radiate this confidence, this suredness. Reminding
4: yourself of the truth. Yes. Not allowing yourself to be distracted by things that are not true.
3: Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, as I'm thinking about like a dinner party, a a social situation, that can be people's energy in those interpersonal dynamics can really, if you're not careful, you you could be drawn into feeling jealous or into feeling, you know, a variety, uh, into that competitive nature and so again i think you go back to gratitude even in that moment in your mind you're thinking of the things you're grateful for and holding on to gratitude with that faith of your vision of what's to come for that's on its way to you so yeah yes
4: i loved at the end of this chapter he gives a restatement of the golden rule. The golden rule being do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The restatement being what I want for myself, I want for everyone.
3: Yes. My goodness. Yeah. What could be more noble than that, honestly?
4: Is that rhetorical? Do you want me to try to dream up an answer? Uh, no, things? it is rhetorical. Okay. Good. Good. That's a
3: little stress
4: there. Yes. I was going to have to go get some gratitude going.
3: Yeah. 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 Okay, so The Advancing Man is chapter 15. Yes. Um, Again, I'm not sure that I know which chapter this went with, but one of the summaries said, aim to more than fill your current role. Is this with this chapter? Yes. Okay. When you become too big for your current role, you'll naturally progress to the next level. And it was kind of what we were talking about yesterday with evolution. I think that's just such a beautiful picture that once you are just so Abundantly full of the life that you have right now, you can like nature compels growth to take place.
4: Yes, because nature wants to grow, nature is going to grow. Yes, and it's looking for the conduit.
3: Yes, exactly.
4: Exactly. Um, He says, No matter your profession, if you can give increase of life to others and make them sensible to the fact, they will be attracted to you. Yeah, the man who will himself. Be rich, healthy, great, and beloved, and who will teach others the same will have a numerous and loyal following. Right? Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is is valuable, too, and I appreciate that he throws these things in there because it's easy to grab a hold of a concept, stop reading, and think you know Mm -hmm. what you got. Mm -hmm. So he's quick to follow up and say, following the certain way with the idea of currying favor with your employer in the hope that those I'm above will seek, well, I'm sorry, will see your good work and advance you. It's not going to happen, right? For them, it is most beneficial for you to overfill the job you're in, yes, like, them. So th- that's
3: not your goal. That pleasing your employer, your supervisor, the person directly over you, that it can, cannot be the goal if you want to advance out of mm-hmm. where you are at that moment. That's just not how the corporate world or really much of business works.
4: You be too large for the place Mm -hmm. that you're in. Mm -hmm. You have a clear concept of what you want to be. Again, some introspection, some consideration. Have a clear concept of what you want to be. uh, And know that you can become what you want to be and be determined to be what you want to be. And again, rather than seeking to please this employer, seek to advance yourself. Hold your faith and purpose in a way that all you encounter will feel the power of purpose radiating from you so that everyone gets the sense of advancement and increase from you. Opportunity for advancement will come to you. Mm-hmm. There'll be a headhunter yeah. in your profession that seeks you out. You'll be at the gas pump and somebody will be somebody more than you could have ever have known and the weird exchange that occurred and the Abundance known and connections and things bizarre things happen. Yes, some of uh, some of my most meaningful clients happened in some of the oddest oh, yes. ways over time. Absolutely, and I wasn't even good at all of this then. <laughs> in fact, I think I can tell this without because I have to be careful legally. I can't of give course. away identity of who my clients are and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, as we've discussed. In other venues, I enjoy making rosaries, mm-hmm. and they're very nice rosaries.
2: Mm-hmm. If
4: uh, you know, I don't enjoy it enough that it's like that's what I want to do to make a living. But I love making them, and yeah. I really enjoy uh, here and there finding places to give them away. Sure. I Also enjoy selling them. Yeah, uh, but there, I had somebody approached me because I'd given one. I'd given one to a, an older couple in our parish, and another guy had seen them. He approached me, and I mean, he was coming with a purpose. I thought he was going to try to throw down with me or something. I was like, I, um, you know, I can take most old men, but I'd never done it inside the church before. This is going to be interesting. Um, but he, and he pulls out his wallet, and he's like, "I, I want to buy a rosary from you." I'm, it's not like I you know, have a trench coat on, I <laughs> I'm to say pull a it open, I'm like, coat. "Hey, buddy, want to buy a rosary?" Stand
3: outside the parish doors <laughs> with your trench coat,
4: but. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, we have this this odd exchange. He gives me his business card, and uh, we've ended up being just the oddest of friends. Mm-hmm. We'll pre-COVID, we would eat lunch every two to three weeks, yep. sit and visit. And I think he's he has since uh, managed to end up with eight or nine rosaries that he's just, you know, either commissioned or saw one I made and thought, oh. Oh, I can't live without that one, and yep. has been an advocate yes. for that stuff to others. And, and again, not knowing any of this material, that relationship was, I never tried to sell him anything. No. I just was a, a positive person and, and he felt better when having had spent time around me and things, as did I him. We're, we're friends. Yes. Uh, it's just interesting. Yeah.
3: It really is. Yes. That's a beautiful picture of that. Sorry, I should have kept talking so you yes, could... Yes, so say. I could take a drink. Yes. I had gone dry. Yes.
4: Um, what else here? Having a clear concept. Opportunity. Okay. So the last three little sub-bullet points that I grabbed,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
4: there is a power which never fails to present opportunity to the advancing man who is moving in obedience with the law. And that's what I would attribute our transition from coaching. Yes. There was some, some deep grace sent along just like a parent would when a kid brings their terrible ass drawing in and you're like, you bet that's going right on the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the effort was there. The skill was poor. The methodology <laughs> was bad, but there was some grace yes. and we were taken care of. Yeah. Um, there's nothing in your circumstances or in the world that can keep you down. Mm hmm. When you think and act in a certain way, your faith and purpose will make you quick to see any opportunity to better your condition. The opportunities will come speedily. They will be brought to you. Quite honestly, probably a lot of them have been there all along, and our vision has not been good enough to see them. That's right. Uh, Don't wait for the opportunity to be all that you want it to be. Oh, that's good. When the opportunity to be more than you are now is presented and you feel impelled toward it, Take it. Yeah, it is a step toward a greater opportunity. Still,
3: right, right. Not don't get tripped up with like, well, this isn't exactly like perfect, right? But it does allow you to continue to expand to be more. Mm-hmm. That's good.
4: So, in, in conjunction with that, I would think as you as you have your vision of the thing that you want, and I'll I'll continue just to relate things to the Jeep because sure. so far that's been a constant story. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. There are some things very definitively that are my preference for it to be the thing. Mm -hmm. Some of those being I want the fenders and the hard top painted the same color as the main body. Yeah. Um, There are things, though, that are... There's no perfect. Like, there's three different colors that I would think, yeah, any of those would be great. No problems anyway. And while I would... If it was just down to absolutely picking, I'd pick leather interior, but that's not a deal breaker. Right. It's it's one of the very small facets. And so yeah. if somebody, some opportunity brought to me was a Jeep in any of these three colors, wasn't leather, but it fit the other things, why would I pass that up further? Why would I assume immediately that there'd never be another Jeep again?
3: Right. Yeah.
4: Maybe this one's perfect for now, and mm-hmm. the next one comes, and I pass this one on to the next sixteen-year-old in our family, and yeah, always, uh, always doing the old trickle-down benefit. Mm-hmm. Daddy gets the new one.
3: Yeah. Or mama. That's how it should be. I don't want a jeep. You sure? <laughs> I'm very sure.
4: I could see you rocking a jeep.
3: <laughs> Where do I cram all those kids into? Oh, you
4: tell the kids you find your own way. <laughs> Lay down on the floorboard and shut up. I'm trying to look cool.
3: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. We're almost done. We're
4: getting close. Well, we're almost complete with this first trip through the material. I would hope that we are never done with yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I tried to be reserved, was mildly reserved as we went into this with a healthy degree of skepticism but everywhere that I have turned, I have found nothing but affirmation to the truth of these statements. Totally. And so I'm done fighting.
3: I agree. I'm in the same place. And if sure. I'm not
4: fighting it, I am full on adopting it.
3: Yes. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's only only
4: one of two places to be.
3: That's for right. or against. And you are fully for. I'm fully for. I'm digging
4: good. it hard. Any, any additional thoughts on all this? Any
3: whatevers? Maybe you have a scent of the day. You do? Yes. Not a sin of the day, although when pressed, I'm sure I could find one of those, too. I'm happy to help. (laughs) All right, smell this.
4: Okay, I'm going to need a minute to cleanse the
3: the nostrils and try again. This is from Death and Floral. It's called Swamp Elixir. They're the company that has the crazy names for their perfumes. Mm -hmm. The top notes in this are soft honeysuckle and mossy oak trees. Yes. Do you get any oak tree in here?
4: I get moss.
3: Okay. And then uh, water lilies and... Yes. Really? You get yep. that? And sparkling pink lemonade is the base note.
4: The The flower, I get that absolutely. And then a the little bit of mossiness. That's about all I catch. And I wouldn't have been able to say, oh, well, it's this flower.
3: Right. Um, I'm not
4: that refined.
3: I'm super, super, super loving Death and Floral. I think they're my new favorite perfume house. Maybe. I don't know. Still love Solstice scents. But uh, of the ones I've gotten from them, there's only been one. And the name of the scent is uh, that I did not like. And it's, I think the name of the scent is My Whole Life is a Delicate Cycle. And they were going for a sort of essence of a laundromat feel. And for me on my skin, it smells like straight up fabric softener. Like I just, okay. like I just took a fabric softener sheet and rubbed it on my arm.
4: Clarify for me. Yeah. Laundry room. Laundry room.
3: I mean, or laundromat. mat. Yeah, laundromat. Because like one of the one of the um, scent notes is supposed to be... Stale like,
4: underpants and well, one premarital was, sex. One, what
3: is, one okay. was... In a, that was good. That was good. Okay. That was good. Oh, now I can't even remember. One was supposed to be like a glint of metal and an abandoned cotton bra or something like that. But whatever she... I would
4: not want to smell those things.
3: Whatever she used for her... Because the top note is...
4: Maybe she rubbed a fabric softener sheet on a, I can't, I was going to say, no, I shouldn't say it. That's not nice. Okay. Take the high road, Kyle.
3: Yes. Uh, Anyway, I think I was supposed to be like a sort of brightly starched. um... On
4: old people. That's a better thing
3: to say. Okay, good. They smell
4: funny, right? They
3: do inherently smell funny. I think she was going for like a fresh crisp scent, but no, it missed the mark for me so bad. But every other Mm -hmm. one I've tried from them. Including Swamp Elixir, which by name I never would have picked, but it's so bright and like green and fresh feeling. I love it.
4: I think there's two kinds of swamps. There are the very filled with life and all of that, and then there are the swamps of the horror movies.
3: Yes, like a Shrek-style swamp.
4: Well, that's not exactly a horror movie. I was thinking more like old-school Burt Reynolds and Gator.
3: Ooh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yikes.
4: Anybody who's seen that and knows what I'm talking about, high-five yourself.
3: Hey, speaking of high-fiving yourself, what did you say we got to on uh, reviews? 90s, 94, 96. Uh, one of the two. It's in the 90s, guys. It's in the 90s, it's in guys.
4: The We're almost there. Yes. At this point, the threat of having to create new accounts to finish it off is much <laughs> less daunting. <laughs>
3: All right, well we we got the merch Kevin whenever yes. that happens. We're about to lose our light, apparently uh, it wants to rain.
4: It wants to rain. That's all right. I like rain.
3: Yeah, it'd be great, but the old
4: yard's looking a little crispy.
3: I'm curious as you're editing this later to see what's happening to our lighting because it got real dark in here.
4: You're so far uh, historically, your camera there has done a good job of oh good. keeping it from getting too weird. okay. I say that I may have a shadow off my nose that looks like a second nose. We'll see.
3: We'll see. Only the YouTube viewers the, will know.
4: Only the lonely.
3: Okay. Well, I know. I guess you know what to say now.
4: I know what to say. Do I
3: know what to say? Say, Monica. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
4: Have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye.
2: The certain way is certainly a way. Certainly. It is a good way, and perhaps the best way. Certainly. I'm mostly certain about this, and moving towards certainty of the certain way. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.